Hello, and what is up, everybody? It's me, Marty the Meat Man here, one half of your host of cross-court coverage, your all-NBA Celtics-focused podcast. I am joined, as always, by my other half, my sister from another mister, Grace Roberts, rocking the Michigan hoodie. How are you feeling? <laughs> feeling great. Uh, I am rocking my Michigan hoodie. Um, go blue. I went to school here. Uh, <laughs> go blue. Um, but yes, I'm back at home in Maine, and I am now. I get all the local broadcasts, which is great. Not that I don't nice. pay for NBA League Pass and get them anyway, but <laughs> I am glad to be back and in and amongst um my people i.e boston sports fans um uh, but uh, great how are you marty i'm doing good uh doing well uh you know planning my trip to new york and you know coordinating all that for the holiday season uh it's weird having christmas on a monday this year but whatever we make do uh, i have mm-hmm. tuesday off so i i'll count Slay. my blessings yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I got to make the, uh, trip to New York and figure all that out. Um, but excited to spend time with family and give everyone their gifts and everything. Uh, you know, my wallet's been hemorrhaging, but at this point it's like, yay, everyone's going to get something nice. <laughs> yep. That's what I, yep. Just yesterday. Shh, don't tell anybody. Everybody knows I <laughs> um, that I, uh, didn't, I had not bought a single present. So I went, I bought a bunch of stuff. Some of it is not great, but I bought a bunch of stuff and I ordered some stuff this morning and I will just m- give, an, give an envelope and say, this is what you It so, works. I mean, everything that I got, um, I have to give a shout out to Papa Bezos, the overseer of the world. Uh <laughs> He he helped me find everything and get it here in lickety split time. Thank you, Prime. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I at this point, holiday shopping is one of my least favorite things in the world to do. Really? Um, just be, not because I don't like getting people gifts. I love getting people gifts. I love getting people a gift that like is special to them or like is the right thing for them. I love that right. aspect of it. But I hate the general populace. And being in crowded spaces and around a whole bunch of people. Yo, that's real. And and at this point in time in the year, it feels like everyone's just standing in aisles staring and has no purpose or direction. I have to like bob and weave through. Like I'm moving at New York speed, like New York City speed. And everyone's just like, oh, well, I can read the whole box of this pasta. I'm like, (laughs) you don't need to. You just don't fucking need to. (laughs) No, that's real. I I went to the... The other day, like I went to the, I was going to start my Christmas shopping a few days ago. I went to the main mall, which for those of you who haven't been to the main mall, uh, in a word, it sucks. It's awful. It's the (laughs) trashiest place you can possibly imagine. Everybody there, I just, I feel awful there. I hate it. So I literally like wandered around for a while and then I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. So I just left without buying anything. Um, And, uh, but, oh God. It's also, I mean, for those of you who haven't been to Maine, you know, we have like the one mall, the main mall. The main mall, and, which is kind of funny because it's Maine, but it's also the main mall. Yeah, right? That's why every time, <laughs> I, don't know if I, said it, I don't know if I said this on this podcast or if I just thought about it, um, but I, whenever I type the word Maine, 
even if I'm oh yeah, you always like, type it with an e <laughs> writing an, an essay or whatever or a brief. But anyway, um, the main mall is smaller than our LLB store because it's oh. LLB. <laughs> like. Yeah, right. So right, if right, you're coming right. to Maine, recommendation: don't go to the main mall. Go to LLB. <laughs> <laughs> But what if I don't need outdoorsy stuff or a flannel or a fleece? (laughs) Better. And it's open 24 7, 365 days a year. That's nothing like going going to LL Bean in the middle of the night on a fucking Tuesday just for no reason. I'm just going to pop into LL Bean at 3 a.m., see what's going on. Unmatched. Unmatched aura. Wild. (laughs) Why would they be open that late? They're all that they never they don't have locks on their doors. The only time they've ever closed was COVID. When COVID started, they closed. Really? Um, and then eventually they, the they, they, they have their like buy chains and padlocks. They, they did. Like that was like the, that was like that was like the the headline and the picture on like the newspaper <laughs> was like the door like chained up, dead ass. Locked for the first time ever. It's crazy. True. This is truly lockdown. LLB yep. is closed. <laughs> that was the sign. You know how some people say in like the South, like to determine yeah, yeah, how yeah. bad a storm, you see how many Waffle Houses are closed. So yep. if LLB closes, <laughs> that's fucked up. Something's wrong. <laughs> what a barometer. What a gauge of bad times. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Well. We got a little off on the uh, stores and shopping and holiday spirit tangent, but also Merry Christmas and Happy, happy Holidays to happy everyone. Holidays. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, this episode's dropping on Christmas Eve Eve or Christmas Eve? Nope. Christmas Today is Christmas Eve Eve. Day is Christmas Eve Eve. Yep. Yep yep yep. 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 You know, clocks, calendars, crazy. Don't understand them. Um, but. If you celebrate Christmas, if you celebrate Hanukkah, if you celebrate any other holiday, happy holidays, merry whatever. Um, Merry whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All of the above. Um, And we do have NBA to talk about. I think that one thing I love about the NBA is like they're fully committed to these Christmas games. Um, They are. And. Growing up, I thought it was weird. I was like, oh, they don't get to see their families and everything. And I'm like, oh, these players actually love the Christmas games. Like, they're they're all yeah. for it. It's a big deal um, to play on yeah. Christmas. That's what that's what I didn't get until I got older. Like, they're like, no, it's like an honor to play on Christmas. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. well, cool. Then have your honor. Be, it's got to <laughs> be especially good if, you're, if it's a home game, you know? Because then you really mm-hmm. are. You're just there, and then you get to go home with your family. And it's like, you know, every yeah. day at the office. Also, like you are, you basically can be or are a gift to your fans as well. Because, like, if people go to those Christmas games, they're paying that's probably their Christmas present or their Hanukkah present or whatever present, but that's probably their holiday present to go to that game. So you got to pop off because, like, you're like, wow, everyone's here because it's a gift and I got to show out and show up. Um, Have they, have they said or shown the Christmas jerseys this year? No, I don't think that I, they have. Oh, I, I hope don't, they just don't do it. I that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this year no, because of the IST and the city editions and everything. I think they're just like, we've given you enough curveballs, just wear something you already have. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that's why when we did our ugliest jerseys episode, I was like, blanket statement, all the Christmas, Christmas jerseys. jerseys. <laughs> They're ugly. Yeah, I mean, the worst Christmas jerseys are still back when we were doing uh, t-shirt jerseys. Uh, <laughs> that Christmas was awful because it was just like block, block color t-shirts with like a giant like neck to belly button logo of whatever team you're on. I was like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> like nope. Santa did not deliver these jerseys. All right. Oh, no way. Well, anyway, hopefully they don't do that this year. I'll be happy then. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Celtics play on Christmas. We have a game against oh, Lakers. the Lakers. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, we could start off with that then. Uh, the Lakers, since the IST, are one and five. They hung a banner <sighs> and have only won one game since then. That's. <laughs> well, you know what happens like, when you get championship hangover, you know? <laughs> Mid-season, you got a championship hangover. Like, maybe this is something we didn't think about, uh, Adam. Like, I don't like. I don't even care if the players fucking blame it on the IST. It's not the IST. They just suck. They're not that good. I mean, they don't. That's also fair. No, but they're like tenth. They are tenth in their in their conference, and they just hung a banner. And like the aesthetic on that is hilarious. For them to just go out and be like, "Look at what we did," and it's like bro you're not even gonna get the real like you're not even you're in a you're a play-in team right now <laughs> i was gonna say how fucking funny would it be if they don't even make the playoffs after winning the in-season tournament that'd would, be funny as fuck they would feed generations it would, like, that'd be great. <laughs> the amount really of great. memes and shit talk and like also like how does it affect lebron's legacy it won't <laughs> but it'll, it will be one of those like Wow, look at LeBron. Like he went out and gave it a dissolve for the IST and then couldn't make the playoffs come on. Like classic. We we classic. are lining we are lining up for quality material. And yeah, they're, it is, do- that is and they're doing it themselves. <laughs> great bit. It would be a great bit. Um, but yeah, I just think to go through the whole process of hanging a banner, make a whole ceremony out of it, make a whole big deal out of it, and then yeah. Be playing some of your worst basketball right after yeah, that. It's just they deserved it. Is is so on the nose of what I wanted to happen. Like <laughs> objectively hilarious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, another objectively hilarious story. Uh, Miles Bridges was supposed to have a game. Uh, the Hornets were supposed to have a game against Toronto in Toronto. Um, and Canada basically said, fuck that. You can't come. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. Maybe Canada's got a better uh, grasp on what's going on here. Yeah, uh, seriously. But I just do think that, you know, one, good for Canada to, like, hold that line. They're like, you have an active criminal investigation. You're still on trial. Um, yep. You are a repeat offender. We don't want you here. But also, like, like good moral compass standing. Totally agree with it. Uh, could understand why you wouldn't want someone like that in your country. I don't want Clearly. him in my country. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want him anywhere near my state, let alone my country. Um, Not my sport. No. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is they like announced it with 
so little time that even if he appealed it and won the appeal, the game would have oh, already yeah. been over. So he would have missed it anyways. Yeah. I was so, like, I mean, pro move. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I can't even imagine, like, obviously this is me, law school me. Like, I can't imagine that that is what the Charlotte Hornets general counsel ever thought they would be dealing with is like right. a case of an appeal of like international law trying to get into this country so this guy can play basketball just like a bizarre no way they they train you for that at no. law school no way there's a class also, for that it's also interesting to me because like i wonder how high up this decision had to go like did it go through like whatever form of congress or um parliamentary body canada has and then get all the way to trudeau's desk and he had to sign off I, on it like honestly if that's I the was, case that's amazing <laughs> i was wondering that as well and because i was also thinking about like how many nhl players uh right. are, have like hit women and been found guilty or pled guilty and still play either play in canada full-time or travel to canada to play and what i think is it's gotta be I don't know. It's got to be a local, not a local, but maybe like the, the maybe like a Toronto thing. Yeah. Just an Ontario thing. Yeah, maybe? yeah. 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 I don't know I, that I had truly never thought of that or heard that. Um, I don't know if the Raptors brought it to the attention of, of <laughs> somebody. Rocked, Raptors walked into hall. city hall and we're like, here's our proposition. Yeah. <laughs> you go. Keep this, keep this guy out. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, the number of honestly, I just think of the NHL where there are so many of these people who have done these terrible things, and at least one of them definitely plays in Toronto. So I don't know, I don't know what they're doing uh, up they're there. But hey, in the basketball, like maybe it's too far gone in hockey, and they're like, well, we can nip this in the bud while we can yeah, with basketball. <laughs> so hey, you know, slay, go off Canada, Toronto, Pop off, it. <laughs> yeah, Pop off. Um, I mean, most all of our, our news stories this week are objectively funny. Um, Draymond Green has started oh, his counseling sessions. So Slay King, you do you. Fix yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's working on himself. He's getting better. Uh, it's all smoke and mirrors and bullshit. Like... <laughs> I can't I can't honestly see Draymond sitting in an actual counseling setting and working on himself without being a complete narcissist and telling the like the therapist, like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. It's everything's fine. You know, I just have to be here. <laughs> and like the other part of it that I think is funny is like somebody else pointed this out on Twitter and like they were joking, but like it's funny that um you know the Warriors played the Wizards last night, so Friday night, mm -hmm. and everybody was like this has all just been a ploy so that they don't have to deal with Draymond. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole. <laughs> yeah, because they ended up making that all like a cute reunion thing. Yeah. Like all the all the publicity around it was like, oh, look, Jordan Poole saying hi to Clay and uh, Steph and everyone else. And like, it it's so cute. Terrible, terrible game, by the way. Just a <laughs> prime time. Because yeah, the Wizards. Night suck <laughs> that's what i said one of my friends texted me and was like god this is awful this 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 headline game on espn is terrible and i was like well you can't put the wizards in any game and expect it to be a good game you right know what i mean <laughs> they're the whiz they're bad they're, um, they're not good <laughs> yeah no they're not um but 
Draymond himself in his counseling sessions, uh, the timetable now looks like around three weeks for the suspension. So more than the eight games than I expected. Um, but definitely under the 25 that jaw had. <laughs> well, we got to talk about jaw too. Oh, we are talking about jaw. That was how I was transitioning in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ja Morant has returned to the game of basketball. And my God, did this guy come out and say, hold my fucking beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He came back. He puts up 34 points. I'll get his full stat line, but he, I know he put up 34 points in his return. He hit the buzzer beater to beat the yep. Pelicans in Pelicans arena. I don't know what smoothie King arena. I believe it's called. I don't think um, it's smoothie King anymore, but what it formally the, the arena formerly known as smoothie King. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the kid shows up balls out. He played 35 minutes, 34 points, uh, six rebounds, eight assists, one block, two steals. Like, I mean, five turnovers, turnovers isn't great, but he's getting back up to, you know, basketball form. Okay. And also, <laughs> turnover stats, I'm always going to say that the person who has the ball the most right. is always going to turn it over. And as long as they, you know, the ratio is fine, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to complain about five turnovers if you hit the fucking buzzer beater to kill True. another team as they well. Won. Like you could have had 20 turnovers, you won the game. <laughs> like Exactly. Um but then It is still second... Smoothie King Center by the way. Nice. All right. The second game back was Thursday against the Pacers, a 20 point game, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, no blocks or steals this time, but still, you know, Jaw is back and he's yep. winning games for the Grizzlies and now they're in that interesting situation that we kind of alluded to at the beginning of the season. They've been bad, yeah. but now Jaw is back and clearly showing that they can win with him. Yep. And I think that they're they they can't fold this season. There's no, no point in folding or giving up. Like, just keep pushing forward. Like, lean on Jaw. You're gonna get Marcus back soon. Like, make it work. Try and figure it out because like. Ja wants to go on a revenge tour. Ja wants to be in the playoffs. Ja wants to prove a yeah. fucking point. And he's going to, given the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, like, that's honestly, like, I mean, I love just, I love seeing Ja back. I love seeing him succeed. I think it's great. Great for the league. Great for, yeah, he's uh, obviously, amazing the for Grizzlies. The sport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just an entertaining player to watch. If y'all haven't watched a lot of John Morant, just a great, great talent um but mm -hmm. beyond that i mean i you know we talked about how bad the grizzlies were at first and is it too late i don't know i don't i don't want to believe that it is i now they've certain they're certainly in a hole but i think that we've seen now that they have the talent i mean they've they've beaten good teams now with jaw back yeah. and i don't know I, the Pacers I can... and the pelicans aren't anything to shake your Shake your tail out. That's not the phrase, but Shake whatever. <laughs> um, but I know I agree. I mean, those are two good teams. Like, I just I think that I hope that it's not too late for them to to dig themselves out, and I hope they keep pushing. I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen, and I mean, like, well, not unless you're the Detroit. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I mean, 
Detroit, we, that great segue, honestly. <laughs> Just Thank Detroit you. is booty buns. I know I wanted to make like a whole booty buns. <laughs> straight booty cheeks. Um, I know I wanted to make a whole point and a whole stand last week. I was trying to defend the Pistons. I was giving it all I could and being like, hey, let's talk about how bad the Spurs and the Wizards are because the Pistons aren't the only bad team. And while that still holds true, the Pistons are currently on a 25-game losing streak. They are one away from tying the Cavaliers record of 26. Um, And they play against Brooklyn today. So yesterday for you guys when you're listening. Um, Play Brooklyn today on the 23rd and then play Brooklyn again on the 26th. So if they lose this back-to-back, they break the record. They have officially lost 27 games in a row and are the worst losing streak ever in NBA history. wonder what the worst record, I guess, I mean, we haven't always played an 82-game season, but I wonder what the worst record is ever. I think the Cavs have it. I think in one of those years where they either got like Kyrie or Anthony Bennett, which ended up being like one of the worst first overall draft picks ever, but whatever. Um, I think they they might have had... I think well, they can. I think they can beat this. the The worst record uh, is thirty four and forty eight. That's the worst. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. The- <laughs> the wait, wait, wait. Have- Let's see. Wait. Okay. Two thousand. It's the two thousand eleven. They said the wait. How is that even make that math doesn't make sense. So the. <laughs> The two thousand. This is the two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve Charlotte Bobcats. Um, okay. Considered to be the worst team of all time, the Bobcats failed to Hell improve. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was the previous season. They had a thirty four and forty eight record, and instead, mm-hmm. the next year in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, set the record for the worst winning percentage in a season with point one oh six winning percentage. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's bad. That's, That's awful. Awful. That is but, terrible. Oh my god! So the record was. This is obviously, like I said, back in the, the different uh, number of games, um, <laughs> seven and fifty nine. Wow! Wow! <laughs> That's, That's bad. I mean, but the Pistons are. We're in the end of December, and the Pistons only have two wins. Like. That's bad, and that's on pace to be that historically bad. Like, and and objectively a worse winning percentage because now we play more games. Right, exactly. Um, I, Cade Cunningham, like I feel bad for him because he's such a talent and he's tr- kind of trapped on this team. He but at the same this. time, he didn't choose this. But at the same time, like. He had a very what I could consider dumb quote, like something you don't say when you're a two and twenty six team. Um, oh but he was like, "We j- we just aren't. We aren't a two and twenty six. We aren't that kind of basketball team." And it's like, unfortunately, bro, <laughs> you you literally are. I don't know how to tell you without just saying it directly right back to you, flipping what you said. But like, your record is two and twenty six. You guys are a two and twenty six team. That's the no arguing it. <laughs> uh, little hockey, little hockey throwback to last season's playoffs when Rod Brindamore, who is the coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, 
um, said after getting swept, we didn't get swept. I don't know what yeah, you guys like... saw. We didn't get swept. <laughs> you, you did. I understand. But you did. <laughs> but you did. You really did. Uh, I so, don't I care mean, how much effort you put into all those losses. You still lost. <laughs> like... They're awful. I, I just, <laughs> I, I tweeted it and I mean it. I just think they shouldn't stop. I think they should stop playing basketball. I, I really think they should Pack not play another game. Pack it in. Like if you hit, well, thir- if you're two and 30, pack it. You're yeah. done. <laughs> well, like, and like, here's my other thing about it. And this was a good point is that not only is it now getting harder for them to win with every loss because you're demoralized and mm-hmm. dejected and you have to believe, I mean, I know that you have to try and keep believing that you could win the next one, but it's hard to at that point. But also, right. it's recent on Twitter, which is totally valid. It's going to get harder because no team wants to be the one that that you beat, so they're going to play hard. No one wants nobody, to snap your streak. Nobody, nobody wants, wants to be the ones title. to fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a that's that, a that that's tough. in the most Celtics possible situation. After the back-to-back in Brooklyn, on the 28th, the Celtics play the Pistons. And I can see it just because we are so cursed with stupid shit like this that the Pistons go and break the record and they have 27 losses in a row. And then loss number 28 would be against us. And for some reason, we play down to the competition and they snap their streak. And I'll, I will riot. <laughs> it would not surprise me even a little bit. So it wouldn't it'd surprise be so me. It would be so Celtics. It would be so on brand. Just be like, oh, we had like an off game. It's like, yeah, but like this isn't the game to have an off game. They're the worst no. team ever. <laughs> they're, yeah. I, and it feels, you know, I, I hate, I hate to really dunk on the Pistons because they're doing it to themselves. I mean, like they're yeah. suffering enough. They don't, they don't need me telling them how much they suck, but yeah, they're, they're quite aware. <laughs> They're, I think they're aware. Um, but like, at what point? <laughs> who do you? I guess I don't know what you. Th- who do you blame? Like, you know, in a typical situation like this, you'd be like the coach. I don't think it's Monty Williams. Fault I don't think it's Monty does. Williams' fault. Yeah, so I, do, they, I agree. do they fire him at the end of the season or midway through the season? I don't think you can take Monty's head for this. Like I, as I agree, bad, but as bad as this somebody. is, fire the GM, whoever's making yeah. the calls, whoever's making the trades, who's ever making these draft picks. Like it's not working. And you guys have had a perennial lottery pick for years now, yeah. and it's not working. You have Cade Cunningham. You have Jalen Duran. I know Jalen Duran's hurt, but that's not enough of an excuse. Um, you didn't trade Bogdan Bagdanovich when you had the opportunity last year for two first round picks. That's dumb. You're a bad team. You should take all the capital you can. I don't think you're ever going to get offered first two first round picks ever again for Bogdan Bagdanovich, like or Bojan. I don't know which one it is. We always say yep. this, but it's one of the Bogdanoviches. <laughs> yeah, I, I also um, like. I mean, first of all, give the. Give the team to Steve Eiserman. Let him handle it. He's killing it with mm. the Red Wings. Um, did you see like that tweet that was like, sometimes all you need, it's like the meme of like the guy holding a puzzle piece and like he has a missing piece in the back of his head. And yep. it's like, sometimes all sometimes you need all is you need. one piece and the piece is 15 to 16 good basketball players. 
Just right around that, and you should be good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think they have to blow it up internally. I don't think you blame Monty. I think you get a new GM in there. I think you have to really have the GM either be picked by Monty or picked with Monty. Um, but like, it doesn't work. They're not a cohesive group. I think they've just tried for so long to just grab quote unquote, the best talent available, whether it's raw talent or, you know, a project player or whatever it may be. And it's not panning out. Like no matter who you've had coached there, they're not getting wins. It's not, it, you, it's not a vacuum. It's not Monty. Like they haven't won for years now. Um, and like, there should be someone who gives a fuck in the sense like they're the Detroit Pistons. They used to be the bad boys of the league. They used to have like they used to hold ground. They used to be someone that you yeah. were afraid to play against. And now the Pistons are a joke. And it's like you should want your identity back. Like you should be trying a lot harder to make this team work. And I feel like they sit idly by every year. I don't see the Pistons, you know moving picks or moving players or really doing anything to ever get better. Um, yep. And I, I blame upper management on that. I blame the GM. I blame, you know, like I get it. If you're bad, you know, you go for the lottery pick and you, you, you try your best to be the worst team. But like after X amount of years, that gets real fucking stale. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I, uh, when I went to see the Celtics versus Toronto, one of the guys sitting in front of us was chirping just a little bit because he was like, God, this is what it's like to be uh, watching a good basketball team. And I asked him, I was like, who do you root for? And he's like, oh, the Pistons. And I was like, God, brother, I'm so sorry. And he's like, yeah, me too. Like, it is abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we're going to. Unfortunately, this was before he knew, you know, the lottery results. He's like, we're going to get Wembenyama and we'll figure it out. I'm like, OK, <laughs> like, sure. Well, the Pistons didn't get Wembenyama, so yeah, that end up. <laughs> I hope you're well wherever you are, Mister Detroit fan. <laughs> He's probably not. <laughs> Who could be? No, I mean, it's rough. It is tough out there for them, and like, I, while I don't want in this next three game window, I don't care. They have to lose. That's my first opinion. After that. Start trying to figure this out, guys. Like, get past losing yeah. to the Celtics and then be like, all right, it's time to figure out what we got to do. Just don't beat us, please, for the love of God. <laughs> I don't even know what I'll do. I won't get out of bed for a week. I don't even know if I'll be that depressed or upset about it. I'd just be like, this makes fucking sense. I'll just yeah, be it would. Pissed. It would check out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I won't be mad. I'll be disappointed. I'll be like, you yeah. Like, I, I One of those. knew you. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Like this is the game we would lose. Come on. Um, oh I'm not. I'm not speaking <laughs> that into existence. I'm knocking on wood. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. I just know who we are and what happens with silly, stupid situations like that. And it seems like we are always the butt of those jokes. It's like, oh, the Celtics are going against the worst team in history. The Celtics lost to the worst team in history. It's like, fuck yeah. How how sweet it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, da, da, da. so then I guess more on the negative news side, we do have a couple quote unquote injury updates. I don't know why I unquote unquote injuries 
but whatever. <laughs> they 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 literally are injuries. They don't need quotes yeah. around them. <laughs> but I guess one of the quote injury updates is just a injury uh, continuation, if you will. Yes, that's true. So the quote unquote injury more applies to Mr. Benjamin Simmons, good friend, a man, friend of the pod, <laughs> friend of the pod, uh, has not played since november 6th so that's two full months now um and is to be evaluated again in two weeks so we will be in the new year uh still dealing with nerve irritation and back pain and as grace pointed out to me in the pre-show he was quoted in saying this is the most frustrating part of my career or time of my career bro what this has been your whole fucking career. <laughs> like this is consistent with every goddamn year. What do you mean? This is the most frustrating part. The whole thing. Are you talking about from when you got drafted to now? Is that the part? <laughs> yep. Your time in the NBA has been frustrating. Cause that's what everyone who wanted to be a fan of you is thinking. Like, I don't know. Same old, I, same old, same old, same old. It just sucks. Like, if you if you have to really dig deep and think back, but if you remember Ben Simmons actually playing, like he was pretty good at basketball. Like he was a talent. He was exciting to watch. Uh, he couldn't hit a, a, a shot, but everything else was cool. Uh, <laughs> I remember the Sixers fans cheering every time he chucked up a three-pointer, even though they knew it was going to miss. But hell, we were happy he was putting it. Well, we, ew, oh, God, they... They were happy that he was putting them up. Hey, no um, saying we. Remember, you can't say yeah, we I, for your sports teams. Oh, my God. Should we? Oh, let's round up the injury real quick, and then I want to top, 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 touch on that topic. Another injury, another annoying injury situation. Um, Bradley Beal is going to be out for a few weeks with a right ankle injury. This is after missing like the start of the season with back pain. Mm -hmm. This is after, um, you know, the Suns went and did everything to go get this guy and, you know, build their big three. And it sucks for them. Um, and it sucks in like a basketball standpoint as like, you know, you want to see what that team is supposed to be on paper. You're like, wow, that's exciting. We may never get to see it. Like, I think they've played, what, yeah. one or two games together as the their big three? And it's ridiculous. Like, it sucks for Brad. It sucks for Bradley Beal, not our Brad. It sucks for Bradley Beal. It sucks for um, – I don't really care that it sucks for KD. It sucks for Devin Booker. It sucks for the rest of the Suns um, and the Suns fans because, you know, you gave up Chris Paul, and I'm pretty sure they were, you know, pro very pro Chris Paul the whole time he was there. But you yeah. gave up Chris Paul to, you know, make this move to get this next step up kind of guy. And it just hasn't played out at all. You know, that being said, him being unhealthy in the beginning of the season, as long as he stays healthy after that could play out to being, you know, really healthy for the playoffs and be a crazy thing. But as of right now, sucks. It's not it's not great out there in Phoenix. Um, I mean, I know they're winning games and everything, but you had a product that you were excited to see and you haven't gotten a chance to see it. Yeah, I, I I would be annoyed, not like yeah. not mad at Bradley Beal, but like annoyed with the situation. Yeah, frustrated, not what you expected, but right. I mean, like you said, it. I mean, <clears throat> Suns aren't hurting terribly bad. Um, fucking Kevin Durant. Um, 
KD's but, cooking. Can't say oh, anything against up. it. He's he's cooking. He's I can. doing what he, I I hate Kevin Durant, but he's still still one of those guys. He's in the MVP ladder for God's sake. Maybe a placeholder. Oh, we say it every week, but yeah. he's there. And speaking of just Kevin Durant in general, um, kind of. I had said it on kind of. <laughs> on all goals no misses. I was talking about how everybody will boo Kevin Durant when he goes back to OKC. But just the other day, there was a whole big standing ovation thing for uh, Russell Westbrook when he returned to OKC mm-hmm. because they love him, love him, heart because he's the guy. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, the Suns aren't. You know, if if they were doing worse, then I'd be like. Okay, this sucks for them, but I have a hard time a having any sympathy for them just because they're the sons. Um, right. But <laughs> they're also doing fine, you know. In a in a in a, in a perfect world, yeah, they'd have Bradley Beal full health all the time. But sorry, you're stuck with just Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, you like that's also yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you could have worse problems. You could be the Pistons. Yeah. You could be. Wemby's team you could be I saw someone say something uh on Twitter they were like Wemby's gonna be the first first uh pick who asked to be traded off his team I was like no he's not but I also <laughs> that would be funny <laughs> did, you see, did you see a picture of him and Connor Bedard Connor Bedard who's like yeah. five seven yeah and Wemby, you know, hilarious. hilarious they had a video picture. they had a video of the two of them meeting up and they I guess they were on the ice ripping some shots and Wemby had a stick that was probably because obviously you have to have it like up to your chin or whatever. Like that's the normal. Yeah, well, yeah, for yeah. You're supposed to have it up to your chin with skates on. But yeah. they were play- I think they were just doing floor hockey, but still his stick was not even big enough. Massive. For him. Like, him <laughs> it was massive and it wasn't big enough. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, he needs a bigger stick. Um, you know, he did not he didn't have terrible form, honestly. Connor Bernard is like helping him out. He looked okay out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, no one will replace our gentle giant. And by gentle, I say that in the exact opposite meaning of the world. But Big Z, Zdeno Chara, like, no one's going to be that guy on skates. But Wemby is like, if if Chara and Wemby were on skates next to each other, Chara would have to look up. And that's crazy to me. Like, that is just insane to me. Chara was 6'7 on skates. Or six eight on yeah. skates. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, the final injury update. Uh, nothing major, I guess, because it's like one of those backup players. But also the situation sucks. Jericho Sims for the Knicks uh, was Mitchell Robinson's replacement. Mitchell Robinson is out basically for the year because uh, he had to have surgery. Um, but Jericho Sims is going to be out for two weeks with an ankle injury. I know Julius Randle is playing like crazy, but that's a big hit to the Knicks to have both of their starting center and their backup center out. Um, you know, it, I wouldn't be surprised to see them slip. You know, I know they've been playing decent basketball as of late, but it's tough when you have, you know, two guys, when you have your main guy go down and the backup for the main guy goes down, you're like, okay, well fuck that position. Basically like We just have to slide Julius up to the the center position and fill in everyone else below him. Yeah, cool. Um, not that I feel bad for the Knicks. Like if the Knicks were to you know fall in a hole of you know a twenty seven game losing streak, I wouldn't shed a tear. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> but that's just me being a Knicks hater. 
but on the topic, because you touched on it, the we thing, there was a tweet uh, that was circulating around and a, a whole bunch of my mutuals responded or quote tweeted it uh, a whole bunch. of I saw it on my timeline like 20 times. Um, I was going to chime in and then I'm like, I've had this argument too many times. I don't need to just do it on the timeline. But uh, stop saying we you're not on the team. That sentiment is dumb. Uh, just in general, uh, I don't agree with that sentiment. One, because the fans are who play the who pay the players. The fans are who pay the owners, the GMs, the merchandise, the tickets, all that like. We contribute the to the $25 team. $25 beers. Yeah, the $25 beer. Like, yeah. that was almost everyone's response. It's like, I bought a beer for $30. I'm part of the yeah. team. <laughs> Put my name in the fucking not, locker room. You're not taking that away from me. Um, but also just like, I the general sense, uh, not the consensus, the general like uh, concept, that's the word I was looking for. General concept of like, we as sports fans or we as fans of a team and saying we when a team loses or wins or whatever like fans are invested fans are involved fans are right. part of the game at the game we're part of the game watching the game at home we're part of the game talking about the game on uh you know social media and on a podcast like this we are part of the team in a sense like i'm not saying i'm on the Celtics payroll god i would love to be yeah, real. If anyone listening, like, hey, uh, I'll take some uh, some Celtics money. Don't worry. But yeah, um, you know, I just think it's silly. I think you, if you don't, if you are one of those people who holds so steadfast that we, if a sports fan says we and refers to their team like it's stupid or dumb or like you don't like it, like wh who hurt you? Why do you not? Why can't you find enjoyment in the simple things? Like this is just such a, a min minute detail of someone's pitch or idea or sentence and you're like oh well you said we so i don't believe you it's like bro like okay like what the fuck <laughs> yeah and i mean like the whole idea also like that is the allure of sports is that like right. you claim a team and you become invested in their success and disappointed in their failures because that's the whole i mean that's the reason that sports has any entertainment value i mean it wouldn't right if we were just you know watching it just to see what happened i mean just like fuck around and watch these players ball out the whole point is that we care that much so like i i just think that it's also just stupid if you're a sports fan who's you know suggesting that that we shouldn't say we when we refer to a team first of all what a silly stupid thing to be upset about number one number right. two <laughs> i mean it's just like well then you're missing the whole point you know it's like that is the point Right. And that's why like they make a, so much money. It's a sports team. It is a sports, you know, like it is a collective and, and it always, it, it starts with the players. That's the core team. Then you go out to the coaches and then you go out to the assistants and the trainers. And then you go out to the GMs and the owners. And then you go out to the general populace. I have been a fan of the Celtics since like the early. Sup fire truck. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. I wasn't sure if it was here or if it was. No, it's on my side. <laughs> oh. You can leave now. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
No, but it, then it goes out to the fans. Like, you know, it, it, there's levels to this shit. It, it builds outward. Um, yeah. And I've been a fan of the Celtics since the early thousands. I've put in years of, you know, rooting for this team, feeling bad when we lose, feeling good when we win, and like getting emotionally connected to the players that are on the roster or the players that get traded away. Like, if you're not emotionally invested in sports, I can understand uh, you know, the not wanting to say we or the feeling that people shouldn't say we, but like the, like you said, the whole allure of sports is that it is created to bring you in. It is created right. to get you emotionally invested in a city and in a, a jerk. Like uh, the Seinfeld joke is what I always go back to, which is funny, but um, Seinfeld's always like, you don't really care who's on the team. You're just really rooting for clothes against other clothes because yeah. yeah. like year in and year out the players may change but you're still rooting for those specific jerseys and i'm like you're right like i don't really care who dresses up as a celtic i'm rooting for them whether we're good or bad like it is what it is but like that i'm emotionally invested in that i i care like i'm excited when a game is on i'm excited when we win i'm sad when we lose like that's just you know if you lock latch on to anything in life, if you have a hobby, if you have um, any kind of interest and you latch on to it and then, you know, it it ends up becoming an emotional investment. And why are we knocking people for that? Like, I just don't I don't get it. I, I feel like it's, you know, a bitter way to look at sports. It's a bitter way to, like, converse with people and also just like a loser's mentality, loser's argument when you're like, oh, well, I don't want to listen to your opinion because you said we it's like, bro, like. <laughs> does that just mean every other point I made was good? <laughs> like, is that what you're, are you yeah. saying that without saying that? <laughs> um, but I, I will always argue that, you know, I, and my friends have done it for a million years and I've seen it on the internet and, you know, it is what it is, but there will always be people who are against the we thing. And I'm here to bang the drum and say, we, the fans, we, the people, we, the team, yeah. like, come on. <laughs> I'm saying it. Sorry, <laughs> it's not gonna change. Like, you, nope. go ahead, try keep trying to make that point. You're not gonna change people's, you know, perspective on it. It's just not no. one of those things. Um, what was I going to jump into? We, I thought I was gonna springboard that into something else, but I don't have a good segue, so we'll just jump into. Uh, we rhymes with MVP. Yes, <laughs> and we can talk Hello. about the the MVP ladder. Um, not much change since last week. Uh, still annoying, honestly, to look at this list. And I, 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 I found asterisks, so it makes me feel better that I found asterisks. So I, I'm going to put an asterisk next to the number one guy on the list and an asterisk next to the number two guy on the list or the number three guy on the list. Uh, so number one, still holding strong, quote unquote, holding strong. Uh, Joel Embiid is atop the MVP ladder. Boo. Uh, Nikola Jokic is at two. Giannis Antetokounmpo, asterisk. Uh, number three, SGA, four, Luca, five, um, and then the tail end of the voting, I feel, has just been locked in and hasn't really moved all that much. Uh, Tatum's still at six. Hallie's still at seven. KD still at eight. And then we have Kawhi and Anthony Edwards. Um, 
I mean, LeBron fell off the list. That's because the Lakers suck right now. <laughs> yes, um, they do. But the reasons that I put asterisks next to Joel and Giannis, and, I, and, and this is interesting to me. Since the 76ers have played the Celtics, they have played against the Wizards twice, the Hawks, the Pistons twice, the Hornets, the Bulls, the T-Wolves, and the Raptors. The only difficult game in that stretch is the T-Wolves. If you want to, like, say that uh, Joel Embiid is, like, you know, a game breaker or going crazy, give me a better lineup of competition than what I just read off. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're having an MVP two-week stretch when you're playing the Wizards twice, the Pistons twice, the Hawks, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Raptors. Like, those teams are ass. Obviously, you're going to be putting up MVP numbers. I'd be putting up MVP numbers. <laughs> and then for Jonas, since he's played the Celtics. Giannis. Whatever. Giannis. Giannis. Fake nice. Go freak out over a basketball. You can't be hey. in the MVP race if you go chase a basketball. You lose your MVP credit. <laughs> That's just my opinion. But since he played the Celtics, they played against the Wizards, the Trailblazers, the Heat, the Bulls twice, the Hawks, the Knicks, the Pacers twice, the Pistons, the Rockets, the Spurs, and the Magic. And while, yes, there is some better competition in that list um, than what you know Joel Embiid has had to go up against, there's still really bad teams in that stretch. You are still playing against bad competition. You are one of the perennial best players in the league. I get that. And yes, you should be putting up MVP numbers against the Wizards, the Blazers, the Bulls twice, the pa uh, not the Pacers, the Pistons, even the Knicks. Like if it makes sense that you guys are standing atop the MVP ladder when you're playing dog shit teams. Tatum's been going up against heavy hitters for the last two, three weeks and still playing fine, still playing well, still playing good. Um, but they're like, oh, it's not MVP numbers. It's like, no shit. We have to fight for wins. We're not out here in a game where we show up and basically are gifted 25 free points before the ball's even tipped off because that's how bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> like <laughs> we're fighting no. for wins. We're playing against good competition. Like I just hate when you look at like these stretches and that's why Joel Embiid jumped Joker. And that's why Giannis has jumped SGA, Luca, Tatum, Hallie, KD in like the last two weeks. It's like they're not playing good guys, but that shouldn't make you the MVP. You're valuable because you can beat up on the bad teams in the league. Good job. Like you're doing what you're expected. You are a good team or a good player playing against bad talent. I I don't know. I I have an issue, especially this year with the MVP ladder. And the more we talk about it, the more I get frustrated because I'm like, <laughs> what does most valuable player really fucking mean? Because <laughs> I don't understand it anymore. Yeah, no, that's true. And, you know, and I've seen a lot of discourse on Twitter about it. And I think that, you know, you especially see it in the last week with Embiid's schedule. Like, I, I still maintain that I think... Jokic is more deserving of the MVP mm -hmm. right now. I also think he was more deserving last year, but that's beside the point. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's hard when they do these, you know, week to week or month to month re racks of the fucking MVP ladder because 
you do sort of miss out. It feels like they're not weighing that. Do you know what I mean? Like it just feels like they're reading the stat line, right? And just fucking whatever. They're not adding um, context to it. They're just looking at no. the stat line, right? Which feels silly. Ah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> lazy. so I mean, I don't know. I I think that it is lazy. Yeah. So I think that well, we all are sitting here. We know what it should be and what it will probably be come the end of the season. But certainly Joel Embiid's stats have been inflated these past few weeks by, you know, fucking the terrible teams that he's playing. The Wizards and the Pistons twice. Like, that's four games where you should pop the fuck off. Anyone should pop the fuck off. Like, Peyton Pritchard should pop off in those games. Like, are we going to put him in the MVP conversation? No. Like, come on. (laughs) Um, But, like... It's just annoying to see like Tatum and Halliburton stuck at six and seven, even though they're putting up consistent numbers. Like I know uh, JT missed last game because he was hurt, um, but like that's like the first miss of the season or maybe second miss of the season overall for him. Um, but he's been putting up consistently, you know, 25 plus points and, you know, f- six plus rebounds and, four plus assists like he has consistent numbers and they haven't wavered no matter the competition like that's what i'm trying to more get at is like in a bubble in with context tatum does not falter tatum does not really change who he is or his stat line or anything no matter the competition meanwhile you're like wow look at joel Embiid. he put up 51 points against the the charlotte hornets it's like yeah and like what do you fucking mean (laughs) Of course he did. Yeah. We're going to call him MVP for that? Come on. And he's a free throw merchant. Like, I, uh, the game where he played against the Timberwolves, I think he had another 50-burger, but he had, like, 18 foul shots attempted. That's your MVP? Whistles? Like, go give it to the refs at that point. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Just call the refs the MVPs for blowing all the whistles and giving them free fucking points. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, it, there's got to be more context. There's got to be more weight to like the way people play or like uh, the the quality of points. Like if you're if you're hitting 17 free throws, like, cool. Yeah, that's 17 points, but they're free throws. That means like either the ref whistled in your favor or, you know, you're forcing or you're flopping or whatever. But like you're building that into your game and banking on it to be like who you are like i don't like that Giannis and Embiid go to the line so much and then call themselves mvps like just do it on on the floor beat the team that you're supposed to be the boat to be the most valuable player shouldn't be the guy who gets the most whistles it just shouldn't <laughs> like yeah i don't I know. know i don't it's know <laughs> i don't know like, that's just my take on it i don't know it's just me just me but like I don't know. I would happily slide Joker back up to one. I'd give yeah. SGA the credit that he deserves and put him at two right now because of the, also the fair. quality way that he plays basketball. I'd move Tatum up. I'd move Hallie up. Like, I just, I don't think that they're really looking. And like you said, I think they're looking at the stats. I think they're just being like, wow, look at this. Look at the numbers. Look at the averages. Look at the blah, blah, blah. Like, but it's right. We don't play. We don't play basketball in a void. We don't just play basketball where numbers are the only thing we look at. 
because wins and losses yeah. matter and who you're playing matters. Like the strength of schedule matters. Right. I don't know. It's annoying. It's it's we're until Joel, Joel, whatever, uh, and Giannis, Giannis fall down. I'm going to be hitting the same drum over and over and over again because it's annoying to see them parked at the top of this list acting like they are the MVP or acting like they are MVP quality players when I really don't think they are. Um, and that's, that's the point I wanted to drive home. The MVP ladder right now is bullshit. Yeah. That, for real. You can quote, you can quote me. <laughs> um, the rookie ladder, on the other hand, not as much bullshit, pretty accurate. Um, the one thing I will say is that we have to get into the debate of uh, player stats versus uh, team stats. Because right now, Wemby is back on top. Uh, then it's Chet. Then Jamie Hawkins. Then Brandon yeah. Miller. And then Asar Thompson. Um, fuck B. Miller. Get him off the list. Like you shouldn't even, He should, shouldn't even be considered for the, the rookie of the year, but whatever. Um, but Wemby and the Spurs suck. Wemby doesn't suck, but the, the Spurs around him suck. <laughs> and I is guess his, he's playing great basketball. He's a very strong rookie. You know, he's putting up good numbers. I get that. And I'm and I totally can see him in the, the ladder. But to put him at one versus Chet. Well, the Thunder are, you know, a good team and rolling. You have SGA in the MVP ladder for a specific reason. You have Chet in the rookie ladder saying that those two players are really balling out. There isn't a Wemby teammate on any list or any notoriety or any. I don't know if they're getting an all-star votes or anything like that, but like it's just Wemby. And does that yeah. make you the most valuable player to your team? Yes. The most valuable rookie in the league, though. I don't know. Like, I, I, and this is, I, I get it. I was a Wemby doubter in the beginning of the year, but I've, I've left that, that point. He's a good basketball player. He is talented. He's a freak, uh, physically. And, you know, he, he brings something that the Spurs needed. And he is a great rookie and he's good for the game. And, and hats off to Wemby. I was wrong. I'll eat that. But, do I think you're rookie of the year right now? Maybe get more than five wins. Maybe, maybe like, you know, change a maybe. couple games. <laughs> maybe, you know, help your team's overall standings. And I could argue more for Wemby being the guy. But right now, with Chet, you know, being who he is and having not the same stat line, but a similar stat line, I'd argue that Chet should be on top. I, I mean... What do you think? <laughs> I mean, it goes back to the age old. Same thing we talk about with the MVP ladder. Same thing we talk about with any individual award is how much are we weighing a, the success of your team and mm -hmm. B, you know, whether or not your stats are inflated because there's nobody else on your team. That is right. Good. And right. so <laughs> I can't, you know, I wouldn't downplay, and I, you're not downplaying, I'm not saying you are, but what Wembenyama is doing. Because mm -hmm. I guess my problem is that even though, yes, that's an issue, like, you know, 
a, a, whether or not the team around you is bad or good. But like, th- then we're sort of like negating. At what point do we stop negating that? Like, at what right. point do we say, okay, he's actually good, and he's just especially good because nobody else on his team can get any points. Whereas instead, we're saying, okay, he's just okay on a terrible, terrible on a bad team. team, right? Um. Because otherwise, then you're like, then a person like Wamanyama, who just happens to be on a shitty team, could never, in theory, win if we can't draw that line. So, right. I, I mean, it's close. He's on the edge for me where I'm almost like, okay, let's surround him with some better players. But then on the other hand, you know, you surround him with better players. Maybe he does even better. His stats go right. up. He gets more assists. He, I guess you wouldn't really get more rebounds in theory because your team's making more shots and they can get rebounds but more points maybe people who can feed him better you know so i'm okay with it obviously like it would be more compelling if the spurs were a little bit more successful right but it is hard to compare them and obviously we've talked a lot about the chet is he a real rookie asterisk thing Um, yep which also plays in i think just because like i think it'd be people would get pretty pissed and will get pretty pissed if Chet wins it just for yeah, that reason. Yeah, because then you'll, you'll always have the argument, oh, well, he wasn't really a rookie. And it's like, yeah, right, I, exactly. I understand where you're coming from. I understand the argument, but like, this is the rules. This is the 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 confines of the award and everything. Like, we just got to play with what we got. Like, we can't just yeah. rewrite the rules. Um, Yeah, I mean... So essentially what we just said is because Wemby's team sucks and because Chet isn't really a rookie, that Jamie Hawkes is rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah. Just bump him up from three to one. Toss him up. Um, yeah, nobody would be pissed about that. No. I mean, I would only because he was like my number one prospect for the Celtics and we didn't get him. But um, I am happy to see that uh, he is balling out. What do they call him? Uh, they call him Juan Wick, which is an all-time nickname. (laughs) I was like, that's amazing. Um, But he's balling out. I mean, Chet's balling out. Wemby's balling out. Like, the top three of the rookie ladder, if I just look at them as players, like, I I agree with it. I I would say that these rookies um, are really, you know, making an effort, one, successfully making that effort, two, um, and three, they are bettering their team, uh, whether, you know, it's Wemby on a bad team. And even though he's bettering the team, they can't get wins. That's not on him. I don't think that's on pop. I think that's just a, all right, we were bad for a whole bunch of years and we have a process and now we got to, we got who we want as the core. Let's figure it out. I think, you know, within yeah. the next, I wouldn't even say like more than three years, I think within the, I think within this pop contract because he was supposed to retire and he signed a four-year extension i can see them coming back to the playoffs i can see them having this down year getting one good pick and then doing stuff in the offseason to retool and revitalize this team and be a playoff contender and I, and right. that's like the one thing that i can say is like yes they have a bad record but like this the future is bright for them it's not exactly a piston situation where you're like we don't know what the fuck works. <laughs> we don't know if we can keep rolling with Cade or we can keep rolling with the rookies that we got or whatever. We don't really know who we are or what our identity is. The Spurs yeah. are more like, okay, we suck right now, but like it's 
Wemby and Sohan's team and we'll build around them. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I mean, Chet's just, Chet's just on a team that basically, I mean, they're the Spurs two years ago. They were the Spurs. Now, now they're, you know, on the up and up there. SGA is paying off. Chet is paying off. Uh, the guy who shall not be named is, you know, good at basketball. Um, right. I'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah. like those were all <laughs> draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> they were all draft picks and, you know, players that, you know, they had to roll the dice on and ended up working out. And I see that. I see that timeline basically playing out in the near future for the Spurs. So um, when we get one debatable, but I don't, I don't hate it. I only hate it because of how much I thought it was not going to play out. And he's making me eat my words, but you know what? When respect, I like your game. You're a cool kid. Keep doing what you do. Keep freaking out, being an alien. <laughs> like, He's he's fun. I like him. You know, he's fun. He's cute. He's got a quiet, cute personality. He's excited yeah. to be here. Like I, I'm okay with it. Like uh he doesn't seem fake nice, so we can we can keep believing and trusting that he is going to just be Wemby um and not have like a Giannis villain arc, but whatever. <laughs> hey. I'm Giannis is a bad dude. Giannis, is, he's a dickhead. <laughs> and I, that is a point that I am sticking with. <laughs> we know it is. We know it is. Um, Speaking of awards or accolades or honors, um, the nominees for the Hall of Fame have come out. Uh, the 2008 Redeemed Team among them, Vince Carter among them, Bill Lambier, Jerry West among them. Um, Jerry West as a contributor. As a, as a contributor, not a coach. Not an, I don't know what that means. means. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were also two women nominated for the contributor title. But again, we don't know what that means. I don't I don't. How do you become a Hall of Fame contributor to the league? Not I don't know. I don't know the framework of that accolade. Yeah. <laughs> If, if I podcast enough about the Celtics, can I get the contributor award? Because like I'll get in the hall. Of, we'll, we'll I'll do we'll do what we gotta do to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, real <laughs> contributing to the sport. Um, the redeem team is interesting to me. I remember how big of a deal that was. Were you watching basketball yet, or no? In 08? in two thousand eight, I was hardly forming. I was hardly forming yet. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Right. I mean, that was the year. That was the year the Celtics won the won uh, the NBA championship. So I cared a little bit. Correct. Fair enough. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> but I I could not tell you anything about the Redeem team. Uh, there's a great um, documentary, or I guess no, I think it's a documentary, not a docu series. But there's a great documentary on Netflix about it, and it was basically it like. 30? No, it's like that, but it was like a Netflix produced kind of thing. Um, mm. but that was when we played against, yeah, we played against Spain in the finals. Uh, and that was when they had the Gasol brothers when they were crazy good. Uh, the 08 redeem team coached by coach K go Duke Duke blue devils. <laughs> I'll keep it up. 
Um, team consisted of Carlos Boozer, Jason Kidd, LeBron James, Deron Williams, Michael Red, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, Chris Bosh, Chris Paul, Tayshawn Prince, and Carmelo Anthony. Like, and in 08, like all those guys were in the. I mean, LeBron's LeBron's still playing in 2023, <laughs> but um, yep. it's true. all those guys like in either the prime of their career or heading towards their peak. Like it's crazy that roster, what they had. It's crazy. Honestly, the Spain team that they had, they had the Gasol brothers, both Paul and Paul, not Paul, Paul and uh, Mark. And that was when Isn't Mark was still crazy good whatever <laughs> i don't, Pow, I don't know that was, i i have no idea i used to call him pau i don't know pau could be <laughs> yeah. pau Gasol. um jose calderon they had they had a good spanish team um now it's headed by like the herman gomez brothers and it's like oh that's a little depressing but whatever <laughs> uh to go from the gasol brothers to the herman gomez brothers is a little different uh yes but it would be cool to see them in the Hall of Fame uh, just because it was like we hadn't been successful in the Olympics since Michael. And now they had the LeBron, Kobe, Carmelo like trio. And they were like, this is the re- we're going to redeem it. This is the redeem team. Um, and it almost didn't work. And in the documentary, they go over like how uh, Kobe wouldn't talk to anybody like at all and he would just show up at the gym at like three in the morning and then people were like oh i guess we're gonna start showing up at the gym at three in the morning and they just all kind of bought into the (laughs) (laughs) big fans of kobe here but i will say that his uh ball and his mentality definitely did reach out to those players um and affect the way they kind of looked at the game they took it a lot more serious after that um and then you know, I don't know what Jerry West accolades for a contributor or so I, I can't. Yeah, he contributed. Uh, you are the logo. So, like, aren't you already in the Hall of Fame? Like, I, if you go yeah, in again, which whatever. Is weird. Well, that's why they, when, they, when they talk about it, they're like, let me go back to the actual headline. When you go to the, the headline, it's like, <clears throat> hello. Hello. Hall of Fame announces nominees for class of 2024. Vince Carter and the 2008 Olympic Redeem Team headline the first time nominees for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. The idea that you can get in more than once is silly to me, but that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're already in. What do you need to go in for again? Just add more to the like the plaque. like For contributing. Put, Didn't you see that? <laughs> put, put stuff underneath the plaque that already exists. <laughs> yeah, real. Um, VC belongs in the hall of fame i don't care if you know you want to argue that he never got a ring or that you know he wasn't very much on successful teams for his career vc if you ask anyone who their favorite dunks are from or who their favorite like highlight moments are from a lot of people are going to say vince carter a lot of people are going to say vince carter because the guy went out and showed out and played ball in an exciting and entertaining way. I will argue that VC kind of changed the game because he brought hype back to, you know, something that was not necessarily dying because dunking has been in the league, but like 
it was pretty much just like, oh, yeah, the big men are going to do like a little standing dunk and drop it in. And he's like, no, I'm going to jump from the foul line and throw it between my legs and then slam it home. And this is just a regular season game. And everyone's like, wait, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like turned heads, made people pay attention to the Raptors. Um, you know, all around teammate, all around uh NBA guy and you know for that and everything that he's done like VC should be in a no question like unanimous ballot I, that's just my arg like I don't have an argument against him I don't think that there's anything that you can say besides the lack of rings and even yeah. then it's like there's plenty we, of guys we, in, in the in the Hall of Fame without rings <laughs> exactly. Charles Barkley zero rings Hall of Famer but we love Chuck <laughs> But to beat home the the drum that Shaq always hits. How many rings you got? How many rings you got, Chuck? How many? Uh, oh, zero? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's. I agree. I mean, I think that Vince Carter. I mean, probably we all saw this coming. I just think that he's because I think so much of the in addition to being a great player, you're totally right with like the entertainment value that I think he added to the league and always mm-hmm. added. Um, you know, it, I, I'm I'm not just gonna throw around like change the landscape of the game, but certainly like, you know, drew a lot of people to the sport, made a lot of people interested, and left. I mean, a lasting imprint, like you said. Like people <laughs> will always talk about Vince Carter's highlight dunks. Oh, yeah. Will always talk about the way that he played. So, I think that it's a it's a, a good a good thing. I love to see it. Um, good dude, I think. Um, yeah, so, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah, as far as we know. Can never tell these days. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I think that it's it's pretty cool. And there are also a couple of women on there. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I, I don't know who they are, but I imagine they were really they're, good at. They're contributors basketball. to the league, and for them to be, they, um, you know, even considered for the Hall of Fame, they obviously did something for the game. Again, yeah, both Grace and I can't speak could, to who they are or what they did, but they're I, nominated for I Hall can, of Fame for a reason <laughs> like yeah i can t- i can tell you they'd smoke both marty and me in any anything. sort of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ever it doesn't even have to be basketball put anything out there that we would still lose yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah always fun to see who's nominated for the hall of fame uh i don't know if the nba has the same rules as like the NFL and everything, but like I think you have to be out of the league for X amount of years or yeah, I forget whatever it I is. It can't be ten because there's no way Vince Carter's been out of the league for ten years. No, it's probably like five. five? Yeah, I if I'm even, thinking, it feels like twenty. It's not been long at all. Well, VC. I'm trying to think of when he was on the Hawks and he said, "I got one more." Wow, actually. <laughs> It's well, we were pretty, pretty good actually. <laughs> it well, okay, it can't be because he played till twenty twenty two. No, he didn't. What? <laughs> no, sorry, did I just say twenty twenty two? I'm on drugs. I'm not. Twenty twenty. <laughs> okay. Twenty. Um, I got distracted because right above that, it's just talking about that he went to the greatest basketball school in the history of the world. Anyway. Oh, what one is that? Which one do you think? Uh, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. UCLA. <laughs> Duke is 
No, they don't suck this year, but we're doing better than them. So, slay. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. See you um, on the tournament, finally. Mm-hmm. Not going to um, Don't. Not going to Don't need another really uh, last year repeat. Yeah, didn't they get bounced, like, at the very end? Didn't they just throw it away? <laughs> oh, they they both my schools did not make the tournament, and it wasn't particularly close. <laughs> That's, I, i'll be honest i don't watch college basketball until the tournament um i claim to i be i just care about Bruins man i i don't even like i the last time that i paid attention to the the ucla bruins was probably when i'm trying to think of the last big name uh it was Russell when Westbrook. jabari no jabari parker was on the Duke Blue. No, no, he was on the Duke Blue Devils, but they were playing oh, yeah. against um it was a game at MSG before the the tournament kicked off and it was Duke versus UCLA and I watched it at USC um and I remember just rooting against Jabari Parker but I can't even tell you who's <laughs> who was on the, the UCLA team. Um yeah. yeah. I mean college college hoops are great and they're they're important to the sport but it's just not something that it's too many teams, too much. You got weird games where I saw it like the other day. Uh, I think it was UConn was playing some D-list D1 school, and they were up like 69 to 9 at the half. I'm like, this is why I don't watch college basketball. Like, that's I'm not uh, going to watch that game. <laughs> but in the early stages and when it's not, you know, a two, uh, two ranked teams matched up. But the tournament, I mean, nobody can deny the uh... Value no, March, Mad the... March Madness is undefeated in quality oh, competition. Yeah, um, yeah, but I'll you know I'll never understand the people who are like my father is one of these people who are like shout I out prefer Craigie. The, shout <laughs> out I prefer college basketball to the NBA. I just don't get that. <laughs> yeah, like... so many people have that opinion. That's like a very common opinion that people have. I, so I'll I'll go out on a limb and say that all college sports are lesser than the major sports and obviously that seems like a low-hanging fruit but like i more mean in the sense that like especially i mean it happens in basketball i just said 69 to 9 at the half uconn you know ends up winning that game by a billion but um you get games like that or like especially in football like they don't play defense in college football so it's like yeah you get games where it's like 70 to like 50 and i'm like you're missing half the sport like we we need yeah people to actually play defense or people to be like, you know, the competition to be equal and have some parody. But like uh, my major drawback to college sports is that there's no draft system or anything. It's just like, Oh, this school has notoriety. Therefore they're going to get the five-star recruits. And it's like, so the same schools are always going to be good. And I'm like, well, then how fun is that for someone who likes a small market team? I mean, Davidson was put on the map by, uh Steph Curry, but who has come from Davison since then? Nobody. <laughs> like he didn't he didn't do enough for that school to like, you know, make them get five star recruits all the time and everything like that. So yeah, I just think and it, it, it's, it's especially a I mean <laughs> I'm and I'm, you know, I obviously have the advantage of having gone to two of those schools that are in the vacuum and are always getting yeah. the good players. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're good schools um for basketball. Um, and in general, they're good school. I don't know why I said it like that. They're good schools. Um, 
like like they're good schools for basketball no um but so i have that i have that going for me so that's why i think i have a little bit more investment just because i'm like Mm -hmm. any excuse i have to talk about the schools i went to i take it yeah and i don't knock that i i understand like college pride and everything like that um and i think honestly you are one of the few people i know who get to tout that i mean one two schools um but yeah also exactly just get, to tout, just get to tout like you know i went to this school and they also kick ass at sports like that's awesome but like so i can say we bitch take that yeah. take yeah. that away you, from me you, well you very much can say we for you and yeah my college Michigan. tuition paid for those, <laughs> those, um, you were paying for the uh under the table before the uh nils but the under the table you know dinners and everything like that <laughs> i was i was paying for that cheeseburger that jim harbaugh bought that one recruit yeah <laughs> <laughs> you were paying jim harbaugh's uh contract that's that's all it was <laughs> your Thank tuition you straight to john harbaugh <laughs> oh real um but yeah, I mean, again, we'll never not college sports. I do think that they have an important place. Um, but when it comes down to like, you know, saying one school is better than the other or this, that and the other thing, like I get lost in that mostly because I went to a D3, D3 school. I don't have any like thing to claim or any team to claim yeah. or anything like that. Um, but it it also does come down to recruiting. And it's like, yeah, well, Coach K or Nick Saban or you know, John Harbo or, you know, name names. Those guys are going to put asses in seats. Those guys are going to attract the best, biggest talents. And then you get little D1 schools who are like, okay, we'll take all the two-star recruits. Thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Then it makes it so much more fun in the tournament, you know, when there's an upset. Right. I, love I mean, I do, I do love that. That is like the best aspect of March Madness is that it is any given day, any team can win. And I love seeing like those big, Alabama or UNC or Michigan or honestly USC UCLA like even though I root for UCLA when I see a, a 14 seed knock them out of the playoffs I'm like hell yeah 14 seed way to go like you do you boo boo I always always root for this the, the 16 seed when they have to go up against the one seed you know you're like this is never gonna fucking happen but maybe <laughs> yeah <coughs> Um, but lastly, I think we just, you know, got to dive into what everyone, you know, really listens for what everyone's here for the Celtics. The last time we left you had a game against the magic. Uh, we won. So we are winning the series, the season series against the magic two to one, hang a fucking banner. I mean, if, if the Lakers are hanging an IST banner, I want a banner that says we beat we won the regular season series against the Orlando Magic. We need one more win. Yeah! We're getting there. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, great game. Uh, we, I think we were without, was this the one we were without Jason Tatum? No, Jason Tatum played that game. Um, yes. And Kristaps played that game. Yeah, so we had the first game against the Magic, the Magic where... We had some guys sitting out. No Al. Yeah, no Al in the back-to-back. No, Al played the second one. This wasn't the back-to-back. Al and Kristaps missed the first one against the Magic. And then, like, two days later, we played them again. We had everybody, and we beat them. So that makes sense. (laughs) Well, we we win no matter what. 
Right. Except for the times that we don't. Except for we in, we are played our next game and we played against the Golden State Warriors. Oops. Uh, first game of the road trip. Uh, it was a good game. I can't really like knock anything specifically. We had like a ten point lead the whole time, but it's the Warriors, and if you give Steph, uh, yeah, if you give Steph and Clay the opportunity at three point land, they're gonna keep a game close, and that's what yeah. happened. Like that is just what happened. Steph hit an insane leaning three pointer to tie the game up and go to overtime. Like, yeah, and yeah. That was that was coming <laughs> off the the Steph Curry game where he didn't make a three pointer for the first yep. time. Which in is like why that. I always oh, he, say he was due for popping yep. off. Like knew it was going to happen. It was we were set up for disaster. Honestly, we are always set up for disaster. We have these random storylines that pop up out of nowhere. Like Steph Curry didn't hit a three for a whole game, and it's like, well, now he's playing the Celtics. Of course, he's going to hit a three. Like, oh yeah, we're exactly. Shake, we're not going to shake that. Oh, we're playing the Pistons. And now, I mean, the Warriors have won they lost four twenty-seven straight. straight. Yeah, no, I mean the Warriors. Without Dre, seem to be doing well. <laughs> Classic. Keep him uh, off. Crazy how that works out when you don't have that distraction. Um, yeah, that. But a close game all the life. <laughs> this black hole just absorbing all of the positive energy from the team and turning it into whatever he produces. Um, but you know, lost the first game of the road trip. Uh, it was a good game. We were ahead by like 10 the whole time went to overtime and then I, they the warriors turned it on like the overtime bell rang and they were like yep we're fucking closing this and it just went off and it's like yeah. all right all right like you guys came out for overtime and played way harder so i i don't have any like negative notes or anything to like bash the team for you know we're gonna lose no. games like that it's only our sixth loss on the season like everyone wanted to start to say the sky was falling if you were on twitter like get over it i didn't know that losing six games eliminated us from the playoffs like come on <laughs> um but we bounced back we had a game the very next night uh we played against the kings and we won 144 to 119 uh De'Aaron fox put up like 29 points like I'm going off of uh memory not off of looking at stats for whatever reason but like 29 points eight assists like six rebounds like he had a stat line and it was his birthday and like good for De'Aaron Fox but like at the same time he balled out and we still beat them so it's like yeah. yes we are we are playing good teams and we are competing well against good teams and that is what I was alluding to in the MVP talks but like also the quality and the the strength of our schedule is difficult and the Celtics have been proving I mean, they did it 21 times and lost only six times. Like, we can beat the best of the best, and we can compete with the best of the best. And even if we're going to lose to the best of the best, it takes an overtime effort, or it takes, you know, everyone playing out of their mind, or it takes, you know, uh, Aaron Nesmith having a career game. Like, come on. We, we are a good team. We are very much poised for success. Yeah, and, and I mean... I also you want know. to give mass massive props to Joe Mazzula and Porzingis, mm -hmm. but Mazzula especially, who really exploited the matchup between Sabonis and Porzingis. Yeah, and I mean it was great because I mean Sabonis phenomenal first of all, but yeah. I mean you see that that's a large part why De'Aaron Fox had such a big game because 
Sabonis wasn't having as good of a game because he was pretty locked down. Shout out Porzingis for the defense. And also because, I mean, he was just outmatched. I mean, it was just, it was, it was clear from the opening tip off and they took it that it was going to be a lopsided matchup between the two of them, which is exactly what we needed. And yeah, got it. And then we smoked. I mean, the Kings are good. The Kings are a very good team. The Kings are a very good team. And we smoked them. them. Like we put up 144. We in in Sacktown <laughs> in yeah. the, that was, in was the that B Arena or was it the next game without JT. Uh, I don't know. JT was out that game. We, that yeah, was so without Jason Tatum. Yep. And JB was had, showing the crowd his his left hand. Yep. Every time <laughs> Look at this. Hey, I can use this. Um, but no, I mean that also. Uh, you can't forget to mention in that game i think it was the first time in either a long time or the first time or like one of the few times in nba history that uh five players on a team scored over 20 points you had jalen brown with 28 christophs with 24 drew with 21 Derek wright with 28 peyton pritchard with 20 like come on like this team when it works works crazy good and it's a beautiful thing to see. And that's a game where you don't have Tatum and everyone still showed up. Everyone did their job. And we won by 20 to a team that usually beats teams by 20. So, you know, uh, we have a game today against the geriatrics. <clears throat> Sorry, the Clippers. Um, you know, we get to we get to say hi to Russ and Kawhi um, and Paul, George. I don't know why I call him Paul. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the younger team versus the older team, uh, Harden, don't forget Harden friend of the pod. Sorry, James. Um, <laughs> uh, Clippers are hot as of late though. So that's a little annoying. Uh, you know, not, a, not a fan of like playing teams as they're heating up, but you know, it is what it is. We got a, a afternoon game. Uh, believe it's three 30 today. So it'll be yesterday for you guys. We'll see how the Celtics stack up. KP is out. Uh, Cornette is out. Mahalchuk is questionable. And Jason Tatum is questionable. So this is going to be another one of those games where we have key players either out or playing a little hobbled. We got to step up. You know, we got to keep doing what we've been doing successfully and proving that the roster that we've constructed with six starters can survive missing one or two of them because that is what this team needs to do. You know, not everyone's going to be healthy at all times. They're just not. And (laughs) you you just, you just got to roll with the punches. And so far this season push comes to shove. Like we're 21 and six. Uh, That's fucking great. Like, and we've had games where KP's out. We've had games where JB had to sit or, uh al and kp are out or you know any mix of that and it's just good to see one the you know situational awareness that joe missoula has and the way that he's been coaching these boys um but also just the way that they step up when someone is out or injured and that's been what we were a little afraid of in the beginning of the season i know that me and grace both talked about it um but to see it play out you know step up next man up kind of mentality yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, and we expected that and we knew mm-hmm. 
going in that we were going to have to see um, that on display. And I, I've been impressed so far. I mean, with, you know, the King, I think the win against the Kings was just the first example of it, of you don't have your star and you see these players step in. I mean, Derek White's been just popping off. I mean, Phenomenal. Good things. that's my all-star. That's my MVP, <laughs> um, yeah. If y'all haven't voted for the Celtics, everybody in the fucking starting. You five, have your duty do to do, do the right thing and vote for the Celtics starting five. <laughs> um, But at any rate, yeah. I mean, I think that especially when you have, because we were, and we, I'm still a little bit, like our depth is, it's all right. Okay. It's not great. You get, get past seven. Good. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I could see. I we can put the stars back in now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think that this we have been seeing a display of exactly what we wanted to see early in. This is this is still fairly early in the season, and to be seeing it at this level, knock on wood, I think bodes well going forward because now we have the time to ensure that everything runs smoothly. If God forbid, you know, somebody is hurt come the end of the season, come close to playoff time, we can, you know, sit back and feel comfortable that we have the capacity to still overcome that, which is all I could ever ask for from this team. Correct. Yeah, no, I mean, and it speaks volumes. I'll say it again to, to the way that Joe coaches, to the way that Joe leads these guys, to the way that Joe leads this team is, you know, next man up. Uh, Everyone's important. Uh, There's going to be opportunities for everyone. People get hurt. People, you know, it is part of basketball and like, luckily knock on wood, uh, it's all been short stints. It's all been like, you know, maybe one game, maybe two games that people miss. And then they come back. I think KP had the longest absence of like four games when he had the calf tightness, but like this team is rolling. This team has proven that, you know, matchups right now really don't matter. We come and play good basketball against everyone. I think like our only ugly loss or the only loss that I really like am annoyed about is the one against Charlotte. And like that was weeks ago. That was a long time ago in the sense of basketball. Um, We're not even at the midway mark and we still don't have double digit losses again, knocking on wood, but like we're rolling. This team is good. The Celtics are great. Joe's coaching. Well, the players are buying in and the chemistry shout out to KP KP's right. The chemistry just keeps getting better. (laughs) Like I, I said it at the beginning of the season. I was like, you guys look pretty, you know, on and, you know, together and working out. Um, but somehow, some way this, this chemistry just keeps getting pumped up every game, just one game, one piece at a time. It seems like they're just like figuring it out and it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, you know, 21 and six going into January is a great thing. Um, I think that, you know, we can beat the Clippers. I don't think that they're going to give us too much of a headache, but at the same time, you know, Kawhi did sit for the first time, uh, this season last game. And that's almost like, Oh, is Kawhi, you know, waiting to be healthy against us, but whatever, we'll see how that plays out. (laughs) You know, a little strategic sitting, but whatever. Um, but the Celtics play today against the Clippers. They play Christmas Day against the Lakers. They play the 28th against the Pistons and the 29th against the Raptors. Uh, looking forward at that schedule. Like, 
is it not four and oh like i don't we're not dropping a game to the we're not dropping a game to the lakers it's just not happening no we better not drop a game to the pistons (laughs) (laughs) and we better not drop a game to the raptors like the the game that i question the most honestly is today's game against the clippers um just to see how we stack up but you know I think if we run a little faster than them, we play a little harder, you know, their legs will catch up to them. Their age will catch up to them. Um, We'll leave them in our dust. And I think we can beat the Clippers. So I will with decent confidence say that the Celtics go on a four and oh run again. I'm just, I'm just saying it. Like I, I these guys haven't proven to me (laughs) that I can't do it. Yeah. And, but okay. I'll be the little bit of a pessimist that I tend to be. I'll say. I'll say we dropped to the Raptors. Okay. (laughs) Because we dropped to the Pistons. No, we dropped to the Raptors. (laughs) I can see that Uh, happening. Is the Raptors an away game? Is that still? No. So we come home. We end our road trip uh, in LA. So we play. But do I really Warriors, Kings, Clippers, Lakers to the Raptors? No. No, the no. first home loss would it can't be against the Raptors. It can't be against the Pistons. Like, I don't true. know. I I don't know. Like, we have an undefeated home stand. We're, I believe, twelve and zero at home or thirteen and zero at home. Okay, it's thirteen to, now. I think we're up to thirteen now. Yeah. Um, we can't drop that to a team like that. Would be disappointing. That would be you know I I chalked that one. Whatever loss, if it's against the Raptors or the Pistons, um, at home. And the Hornets ones will be like my two most aggravating losses. <laughs> um, but I'm fingers crossed, Christmas miracle, holiday miracle, whatever. Four and you know, I believe it's gonna be it. a good week, good week of basketball. Celtics are rolling. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all the topics we had marked down for conversation. Uh, yeah. Any closing remarks? Any any words of advice? Any guru knowledge to drop <laughs> before we yes, close this up? Me. <laughs> um, you know, happy whatever holiday. I hope that all of you have some days off or a day off from work yeah. and enjoy it. Thank you for spending a, a moment of your 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 Sunday to hang with us or whatever day you listen to it. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're playing this while yeah. you're opening presents on Christmas morning. Um I hope you're not. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um but we are not yes, exactly Christmas everyone, jingles. <laughs> go Celtics. Celtics are slaying. We are slaying. Yes. Let me we we are slaying. You hear me? We are we. slaying. Our team. We My the seas. <laughs> we the seas are slaying. Slaying, slaying spelled S L E I G H I N G. Yep. Sleigh bells Christmas. ring. <laughs> Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Serve. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. Um, God, that, Chrysler. Stay, that, that vine stays undefeated. Real. Um, but yeah, I mean, to echo what Grace said, happy holidays. Uh, I know uh, Hanukkah has already ended. So if you celebrate Hanukkah, I'll say it in in a belated way. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Christmas to our listeners. Uh, Kwanzaa, everything. Happy holidays. Um, you know, I know that 
uh, sometimes the holidays aren't great for everybody. So if it's not, that sucks. I'm so sorry. Uh, maybe we can hugs. bring us. Yeah. Sending you love. Uh, hoping that our, you know, takes and our back and forth and everything can bring you a smile. You know, if it's not a great holiday for you. Um, if it is a great holiday for you, rock out, have some good time with family. Um, you know, enjoy your whatever it is. Enjoy some time off from work, like Grace said. Um, but yeah, it is the season of being jolly. And let's put that out in the world because you only get back what you put out. So let's be real a little bit. Let's be a little bit better to our neighbors and our fellow people. And if we all do that, we can all smile a little bit more. I don't know why I got all philosophical there, but Christmas spirit. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. But with that being said, I am Marty the Meat Man. She is Grace Roberts. We are cross-court coverage. We are the Boston Celtics. We are 21-6. and six. We are undefeated at home. We have a game against the Clippers today. Then the Lakers on Christmas. And then the really, really bad Pistons. And then the pretty bad Raptors. It's looking good. The new year is coming. New year, same seas. As always, go Celtics. Or go fuck yourself. Peace. Peace.